and welcome to another episode of Northside Now. This is the podcast where we take you on a tour through all of the ministries and the latest happenings around Northside Church to keep you better connected with your church family. My name is Patrick, and with me as always are my co-hosts, Glenn Miller and Kevin Bryant. What's happening? Hey. I'm just sitting over here um, on a firm foundation. Yeah. Musical. Check it off the list. We're done. (laughs) Yeah, it was good. Good musical. Um, Kids did a great job. You know, to be honest, it uh, went better than I thought it would. (laughs) Hey, it went good. good. But you want to know what? Dude, I want to tell you something. Just on a whim, I just had like this really weird, just like, that would be cool. But it grew into a thing. Uh-oh. The singing bushes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it grew into a thing. Well, yeah. you and I talked about this. Yeah. I think it should grow into yeah. a thing. <laughs> the singing bushes became a thing. I, I, they really got way more talked about than I yeah. was expecting that to be. As a living thing, the bushes But it was fun. Yeah. So, I mean, just like Moses experienced. In yeah. The- <laughs> yeah. I loved He saw there. JBL in a bush. <laughs> yeah. Loved, loved watching people react and go over and try to find them. And it just... So, be on the lookout. There might be more singing bushes in the future. <laughs> For those of us who don't know what we're saying, Glenn hid some JBL speakers in the bushes <laughs> outside, so as people walked into the musical, they heard Christmas music. I was going to say DM uh, Glenn and ask about it, but... <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, I'd given some JBL speakers to the seniors that graduated this year because we were trying to think of something different, you know, and they're, man, they were popular. They're like, whoa, yeah. we can't believe you did that. So, it was really fun. So I got a couple, and then Tom Rolfe had a couple. And so we uh, we strung them together. They can connect. Yeah. And you can hide them around and put them in different places, and then they work Bluetooth, and you can play anything. So it's kind of like walking through, like, Dollywood or... <laughs> I don't know where else, the zoo or something. I don't know. But like just, a backyard party. Yeah. Just, going on you don't, whatever, the music's but, there, but you don't know where it's from. Yeah. You know, and we talked about maybe just putting somebody on the roof with a speaker holding it, but that might <laughs> be a little obtrusive. But so, yeah, I don't know. That was fun. So atmospheric, I guess, is the. Uh, yeah. It sets the tone for no, the No, it was good. Line. You know, I like it. It was yeah. fun. Yeah. That was, it was really, it was fun to watch people, though. You know, if you did it every week, that would be buh, because they'd get used to it. But, and have y'all heard about this? Um, What's that? There's some uh, employees in California that are really in danger of losing their jobs. Uh-oh. Oh, no. The new overtime law in California threatens the use of grazing goats to prevent oh, no. wildfires. The goats are in danger of losing their job. Oh, no. Because they can't work overtime. Oh, goats. man. Can't work overtime. Is there a goat union? (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, this is a thing. (laughs) The goats are, they they use them to eat down brush and and stuff so that they don't uh, make the wildfire spread even more. And, you know, it makes sense, all the sense in the world. But in the past, they've paid the goats a salary. So now it's a celery. A a a celery. celery. There we go. Yeah, that, that no, this it. one's more appropriate. <laughs> yes, that deserved it. So the poor goats are in grave danger of losing their their jobs because they would be working too much and doing overtime, and it would cost too much. They've been talking about cutting the program. Wow. So <laughs> that was news to me of everything else going on in the world, and that's a pretty interesting thing. So, yeah, poor goats. I guess they're not the greatest of all time. After I don't know. I think it's a novel idea. <laughs> it's a great idea. I do know that there's a guy in East Tennessee, or maybe Middle Tennessee. Goats eat kudzu. Mm. 
And oh, if you want to do something, you yeah. take kudzu control. He'll bring his goats out, and they just, especially over there in the mountains and stuff, they just stake them. Or they don't even stake yep. them out. They just kind of put them out, and they'll come back and pick them up later. They don't leave anywhere. There's plenty to eat. So, um, <laughs> so anyways. That's like, you know, I've heard beehives, and, and they're carted via semi to orchards and things to help with pollination and whatever. Mm-hmm. Just bring your semi full of goats. Yeah. Let them out in your kudzu area. I like it. You know, we were talking about kudzu the other day. Have have either of y'all tried eating kudzu yet? No, but when you said it was a superfood, I considered it for a second. (laughs) I've not tried it, but... Well, I mean, I haven't either. I think Justin's the one that said it was a superfood. But oh, you were talking. He did say it was a superfood. Yeah, food. and y'all were talking about how like it smelled sweet and like it does have a sweet smell. Well, you know, I do know that. I'm curious. I've got a dehydrator. I can get some. <laughs> stick it in dehydrator. There's plenty out by our crush house. it up. And make it. I've yeah. I've heard it like being used as a topping on yeah. salads or whatever. If anybody listening has eaten kudzu, let me know because I have a I have a theory that it's the the cure for cancer. If you have dare, any recipes, you dare me to go dry some and give <laughs> bring it in here and have some. If you have any recipes, if you got any good kudzu recipes, let me know. I, 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 it's also the cure for world hunger. I, I like. I've eaten some pretty <laughs> it'll nasty grow things. Anywhere. I, I'll probably try it. Yeah, I've had crickets and grasshoppers I mean, I, yeah, and I you know stuff like that. All kinds of gross stuff. But I, I would be opposed to it probably. I'd have to do a little more research. <laughs> You can eat dandelions, right? But there's something that's poisonous if you eat it. Uh, some like the little berries and stuff, you can't eat those. Uh, there's actually quite a few things that are poisonous if you <laughs> yeah, eat Yeah, but I'm just thinking of like in your yard. <laughs> in your yard is what I'm thinking about. So, you know. We got our first snort out of Patrick. Oh, and I learned uh, the other day that um, one of, a great TikTok video about how to get rid of moles. Oh, yeah? Juicy like these, fruit. I was going to say these things on my face? No, Mole? the things in your yard. Oh, okay. That are tracking up your yard. What you uh, juicy what you, fruit. Juicy fruit. <laughs> really? Supposedly, they love juicy fruit because it's sweet, and so you drop a half a stick of juicy fruit in there, and they start gnawing on it, and then it gets you know gummy, and it sticks up their insides, and it disposes them. Oh. Wow. I don't know that. if this is true, but... You could also use my method and get a dog that hey. just digs up the backyard and <laughs> yeah, eats them. That's good, but that's not allowed on our property right now. I've done that. That's yeah. a horrible thing to have to correct later. Yeah, yeah. It's it, not great. It's probably not humane, but I think I saw a movie about dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> but that was a little different animal. Yeah, a little different. Yeah. A little gopher. There's gophers out by us, too. We see them every once in a while sitting up. I always think of Caddyshack when I see them. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, speaking of uh, great animals, we are going to be talking today about Tanzania and the Serengeti a little bit um, because, you know, everybody thinks that when you go to Africa, the animals just run wild all over the place. That's not quite the truth. And Walk across your driveway. Yeah, just chaos over there. <laughs> but Anna Magara uh, is around Northside this week, and we got her into the podcast room, and she is dying to share decorating tips with us, <laughs> among other things. And so uh, let's invite Anna in and... Um, Spend a little time with her. So we are here today with Anna Magira. Welcome to the podcast room. 
Thank you. I'm excited. What do you think about it? Isn't it the most beautiful room you've ever seen? I know. <laughs> Finally, someone's honest. That's right. This is my first time, so I don't know how other rooms look like. So this is awesome room. <laughs> we always ask everybody that question because the, the decorating is so awesome, right? So, yes, um, it is. So anyways, yeah, that's the greatest response we've ever yeah. gotten to this. Plus room. our aunt friends are back on the floor. Yes, you know. Patrick has. Uh, invited a whole bunch of aunts and I don't know why he didn't invite the uncles. Invite the uncles. <laughs> I think Anna figured it out. It's because Patrick and Glenn, you're so sweet. Oh. Yes, Aww. yes. Because aunts for only one day is sweet. Yeah, sugar and everything. <laughs> sugar else. and everything. So yeah, you're so sweet. <laughs> they came in looking for the Pop-Tarts that used to be on the shelf that and they can't it. find them. <laughs> we used to keep food in here that we would feed to the neighborhood kids and mm. we're out right now. So that might be a good thing and we have to take care of our ant problem and invite them to go somewhere different. But we are uh, glad that you are here with us in Tennessee again. Yeah. So, when I'm was having a good time. When was the last time you were here at Northside? 20, 2016. Okay. So so in, in 2016, you were, were here. Everybody remembered you. Everybody was so excited to have you come. In fact, one guy told me, Mr. Steve Myers, who no longer lives here in Jackson, goes to our church. He was here for the musical this past week, and he mm-hmm. told me that um, he remembered uh, your story mm. uh, when you told it then, and it just just kind of blew his mind. Mm. You know? I wish he could come again because I'm going to do that again. This time, I have an hour, so <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell the whole story. That is Oh, so I wish he could come again. Yeah. Mm. Tell us a little bit, what's going on at Gamma Star right now? So what else is going on in the church and the community and the school and stuff? Oh, the school, they just closed the school last week. Mm. Uh, but this is the, our first year to have seventh grade. Oh, wow. So uh, we are so excited because you reach the seventh grade and then you go to, we call it secondary school. Mm-hmm. I think for you here, it's high school. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is our first class. So our government, they give like national exams the uh-huh. end of the mm-hmm. year. And um, when you do good, like they give you credit, they announce your school. And we are looking forward to that. We have trained well that our students, our students have, uh, and you know, this year we also got like a lot of books. So at mm. least our classes has books now. So we are so excited to see what this class will do. We believe that they have gotten good education because they have books. We have enough teachers. Yeah, they're learning a lot. So we see the end of the year, how the results will come. If all of them get an A, the government is going to be so happy. Because our government schools, you only get like C's and D's. Yeah, because they don't have books. They don't have enough teachers. Mm. So for us, we we have prepared well these students. At the church, we are doing so well. We have been doing evangelism, like home-to-home evangelism. Yes, uh, we have a lot of new church members. So April, May, June this month, the team over there are going to continue doing the evangelism, like Mm -hmm. home-to-home. Yeah, so it's like about 25 people. We have 25 people, new members. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so we are so happy and... um, Hopefully soon they will be baptized because before I left to come here, they've already started the 
we do classes. We teach mm. them first before they get baptized. Mm-hmm. So I left them starting to take the classes. Mm. Uh, we do that for three weeks. So we are excited. Mm. They're going to be baptized and um, join our, our church fully. Everything is beautiful there. It's like confirmation class or, or discipleship class or something like that. Disciple. Church membership class. Yes, yeah. yes. So, discipleship. Uh, so y'all do that at what age do y'all do that? Uh, so we do that when new people comes in. Okay. All right. So no matter what age. No matter whatever. what okay, age. Cool. Cool. And then they get baptized. Okay. Yeah. That's neat. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we do a confirmation class with our sixth graders, which are like 12 years old. Mm-hmm. Then they, they join the church, get baptized and stuff, you know, so we're, we're familiar with that kind of class system. So that, that really is cool to be able to have a class. You, you can see people learn so much. Mm-hmm. You, you know? see people learn so much. We don't do confirmation. We're supposed to be doing, but we don't do it. Yeah. There is a team from Pensacola, Florida mm. that started coming to Tanzania to teach pastors and uh, church leaders uh-huh. to about confirmation. Oh, cool. So hopefully by next year, we start doing that. Okay. We are so excited because those youth, young youth need to learn a lot because right now we don't do any confirmation. Mm. You came to our staff meeting a little <laughs> while ago. I asked you about the chickens because mm-hmm. when I was there a few years ago, I was there, then COVID started. I went to Africa and we were coming home and everybody was talking about COVID. Yeah. And you're so, coming back again yes, in July. In July. So I'm excited. I'm very excited. Everybody's so. excited there. <laughs> so, Glenn, are you like a celebrity over there? Is that? Shh, don't tell people. <laughs> don't tell. Don't tell. So, um, but the chickens, y- y'all have the most beautiful chickens. Yes. You take such good care of them and that people uh, have them at their homes. Mm-hmm. And So tell us a little bit more about the chicken project and you said y'all are just getting some baby chickens coming in right yes so before the north side team came to tanzania like maybe the third time mm-hmm. we had a problem because our chicken in the community was dying a lot mm-hmm. so nobody was even trying to raise chickens because they would die and we don't know what to do because we don't have a lot of um how do you call them? Vet- Veterinarian. Yes, we don't. Mm-hmm. We have like one in the district. Oh wow, it's <laughs> a busy. It's a busy person. It right? is very busy, and the chicken. As soon as they get sick, they die. So, oh wow, if you don't get this person, like on the mm-hmm. right day, the chickens are dying. Right. And then this team came, and then well, when they came, they were talking about goats. Uh-huh. Like they wanted. We like we thought, oh, people will maybe have to raise goats since the chickens are dying. But in the class, when this was going on, like when we was receiving like this training about how to raise goats, those people from the community, instead of asking questions about goats, mm. they start asking questions about chickens. Huh. So <laughs> the team was like, maybe we need to switch to chickens because it seems like people mm-hmm. really want to raise chickens. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's when this uh, chicken project was born. Um, we took someone from Tanzania to Uganda to get a training. Mm-hmm. And then he came back. He came back with the knowledge how to make the food for the chicken. Nutri- like the food that had all the nutrients. Mm-hmm. And um, also medication. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Should I use the word medication or should I? <laughs> No, yes, vitamins, right. uh, yes, supplements, yeah, yes. medication. Yeah, that's, yes. That's, that's. Um, so, yeah, so, since then, our chicken project is doing really well. Our chicken are healthy. The eggs, you can just see how a health chicken are. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, eggs. 
So we buy them, uh, we buy chicks, we raise them for three months, and then we sell them mm. to the community and people raise them to their mm. homes. Before we sell them to them, like in three months, we give them training. Oh, like cool. our guys start training them like about the food, about the vitamins and everything. I didn't even know. You know, we have problem with the water. Like we don't have mm. clean water and safe water like you, you yeah. hear. So I didn't know that chickens also need like really clean water mm. to drink. Mm. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, you can just give chicken any, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> any water. <laughs> but through this training, yeah, people now, they make sure they give their chicken really clean water to drink um, because that helps. They don't sick. Uh, so people comes and they get trainings and they buy chicken and they go raise them. So we have become famous <laughs> well, yes. in the village and in town now, like in not only the Gamasara anymore, uh-huh. like it goes up to other villages. Oh, wow. And yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. So since we were there last, mm-hmm. you are now the pastor of the Gamasara <laughs> Church. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. So tell us, um, tell us about being the pastor of, of the church now. <laughs> so um, I was appointed that week I was coming here. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. <laughs> but before that, I was already doing a lot, mm-hmm. like uh, helping my pastor as, pastor as, what should I use, assistant? Yeah. 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 So I was doing a lot about that, even though I was not baptizing or giving Holy Communion, mm-hmm. but I was preaching and doing all the women, especially the women and children Sunday school. Mm-hmm. We call them Sunday school. Mm-hmm. I was doing a lot of that. And in my church, there is more women and children. <laughs> I enjoy working with the children in the, mm-hmm. in, the, in the church and the women. And now I'm going to do both. <laughs> okay. You got to do it all now. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited. I praise God um, because I love this church very much. Mm. The spirit and, um, and the unit. Yeah. We support each other very much. So I love this church very much. So I'm so happy and I give God all the glory. (laughs) Awesome. So are you going to get an assistant? (laughs) No, maybe. (laughs) Um, I know that there's strong people in this church, like strong readers. I'm going to work with them, but I don't see any like bishop sending (laughs) an assistant. (laughs) I'm afraid the next time we see you might be the bishop. (laughs) <laughs> no no <laughs> that's funny we pray for y'all every sunday and services and you know the funny thing i don't think people realize kevin and uh, patrick know mm-hmm. there are so many people from tanzania who watch our live stream <laughs> yes and they worship with us that way and mm-hmm. and we you know we get updates about what is going on there mm-hmm. but what has the partnership between Northside and gamasara meant oh the partnership meant, I would say, everything. Mm. Like, oh my goodness. From praying for each other, from encouraging each other, from, oh my goodness, from those sponsored kids. Mm-hmm. You know, let me talk a little bit about the education there. Mm, yes. So, we have government schools, like in Gamasara village, there is like 6,000 people in that area. It's a huge village. Only two government schools. 
So in one class, you may find 200 wow. students wow. <laughs> in one class. So 200 students to learn and understand and one teacher. 200 students, one teacher. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> no books for everybody. <laughs> Just maybe the teacher may have maybe a book that she used to teach from, but no students have books. No enough teachers. And sometimes, because those classes, they can't fit both 200 um, students, so mm. you may have two classes. But all these two classes, one teacher. So this class has 100 students, and this class has 100 students, and just one teacher. So she teach from this class, and then she goes to this class. Wow. So she don't have time or he don't have time for one by one student or mm-hmm. to follow up or to do anything, just teach and go. So our edu- government's education mm-hmm. is it's not, and you know, it's free. Mm-hmm. So they require a student to go b- to buy a uniform and like you have to have a uniform and mm-hmm. school shoes and some parents they can't even afford that yeah so if you can't afford uniform your child stay home mm. so some kids were not going to school and add to that because you know too many students and one teacher and he's working five days a week or she's working five days a week and we use cane like our mm. government allows the teachers to cane students mm. so I have kids they don't like to go to school right yeah. they get caned You know, yeah, they don't enjoy going to school. Like nothing is making them want to learn. Sure, But sure. the Emmanuel King School, which um, now it's 100 and something, 104 students being sponsored by this church. Mm. Like these students <laughs> are learning. Yeah, We have enough teachers. We have enough books. We have clean water for them to drink and they eat. Our government school, they don't feed you. You go hungry and kids walk long distance. Yeah. Long distance to go to school. Some walk two hours to go and two hours back. Mm. Some even three hours. Wow. And during raining season, since we have rivers, but we don't have bridge. Mm-hmm. So during the raining season, our students, they don't go to school because no bridge so they, they can't pass the river to go to school. Mm. So, but Emmanuel King School, they come, they eat, they have breakfast and lunch, they learn, no cane, mm-hmm. no caning. Yeah. Yeah. They learn by love. They worship every Friday morning. Mm. They love, love, love worshiping yeah. every Friday morning. So it's, from that, you can, you can tell how the partnership is making a difference. Yeah. Tanzania. Yeah. That is one thing that I learned really easy or quickly when I've been to other places. Mm-hmm. Number one, we've talked about that before, Glenn and Patrick, <laughs> how privileged we are here compared to many other places. Clean water mm-hmm. is a perfect mm-hmm. example, mm-hmm. but just the idea of learning. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because I wanted to repeat a couple of things that you said, Anna, because Here, we take school for granted. Yeah. Mm. Many kids here don't enjoy going to school. Mm. It's not because of caning, mm. but they just take it for granted. They don't see the benefit of it. How does mm. it apply to their life? Mm. Whereas when you travel to another place, your village in particular, 
the difference between someone who's had the opportunity and privilege to go to school and someone who has it is so big. Mm -hmm. So big. And what you said was, it's about the learning, really. It's not necessarily what you're going to get from it. Will you become a doctor or Mm -hmm. you become whatever? Mm -hmm. It's just they really enjoy learning. Learning, yes. And for all the teachers out there, any of (laughs) us who's been a teacher... That's what you live for is to mm-hmm. watch a child learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what you said is they learn through love. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I absolutely love that mm-hmm. because I think not only are they learning things in books, mm-hmm. but they're learning what it means, as you said, worship, what mm-hmm. it means to be a person who follows God, mm-hmm. what it means in so many other different parts of their life. They get a huge opportunity. Mm-hmm. They're fed. Mm-hmm. They have clean water. Yes. Those are huge blessings. Mm-hmm in so many places in the world. Mm. And it's good for us to stop as often as we can and remember that and Mm. be thankful for what we have, but also how can we use that to share with someone else? Mm. Whether it's here in Jackson, in our area in West Tennessee, or in Africa, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or in India, or so many places in the world that, you know, need the benefits of us sharing. Mm -hmm. So I love the story that you tell about that Mm -hmm. and how we at Northside have been a small part in that. I feel blessed Mm -hmm. to be able to have that opportunity to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes we do a, uh, an exercise in the gym with the kids. We have a big rope Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we put all the kids on one side of the rope and Mm -hmm. we start spinning it. And we tell them it's a big python or anaconda (laughs) and they have to get past it to get to the other side, to get to the bigger town from their village in order to get water Mm -hmm. or in order to get food and then bring it back home without the big snake getting them. (laughs) And then we sit down and talk about that. Our kids, they walk to a refrigerator Mm -hmm. and get clean food, clean Mm -hmm. water. You know, we pour perfectly great drinking water on our yards to help them grow. Uh. <laughs> so um, that's always bothered right. me a lot. Right. <laughs> so um, first time I experienced that, I was like, oh. But, if I go back and tell my people that, they don't believe it. Yeah, right. But it's like, true. No way, no way, no way. But it's so true. Isn't that scary? And, uh, but then you talk about the river, how the river actually is a barrier. Our kids really have no barriers. Mm-hmm. Even during COVID, we were so blessed to be able to have the internet and technology to keep something going on. Mm. But, you know, I I think, Kevin, I think for some of them is there's not a hunger to learn. Right. Mm. There's not, there's not a thing like I'm going to get across that river, you Mm. know, um, one way or the other, Mm -hmm. I just got to get to school. And some kids, you know, it's just Mm -hmm. in their natural, but it's important for us to hear that Yes, is that y'all face a lot of obstacles that we just wouldn't even imagine. Mm. You know, that was, we were talking about in staff meetings, somebody was worried about the bacteria, (laughs) the clean water. And we've talked about that before Mm. was that I've seen kids in Africa and Central America and other Mm. places, you know, down into a mud puddle Mm. and sip out of the mud puddle to drink. Yes. It was like those kids, bacteria are like, they're like, (laughs) big old giants no. in there they're not gonna hurt that kid so yeah uh so we are so blessed mm. all of us but yes. we so that we take for granted that mm. y'all have to you know really take into uh to thought and care as a as a community and as a as a nation so mm-hmm. yes so you are making a difference a big difference 10 years from now we are going to have doctors there we are mm. going to have uh, teachers you are making a difference. It's changing. It's changing the, the world, our Tanzanian. Shout out to Emmanuel. Mm-hmm, yes. <laughs> Is it medical school? Yes, yes, Emmanuel Pius. Yeah. He's going to come back and just be our doctor there. 
Elizabeth. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Talk to us a little bit about, um, oh, this is getting bad for me. I've been doing this a lot, Patrick. What, I, I, we're after the musical. You're, so you're I, getting I old. Function. <laughs> Uh, but talk to us a little bit, too, about the leadership of your church. How is your church set up as leaders? I mean, do you have, like, Sunday school teachers? Do you have a youth leader? Do you have a choir director? Do you have – how is your church kind of organized and structured? Uh, so my church, we have a pastor. Mm-hmm. And then we have this called um, – let me see how to put it in English because I know in Swahili um, – I'm trying to open what is, what is it in Swahili <laughs> first? Oh, yeah, I know Swahili. For all of us yeah. that know Swahili. Yeah, what, what is it in Swahili? <laughs> uh, in Swahili, so it's a group of people. Uh, so we call it Kikundi. So like a board, like yeah. an administrative board or something. That help. Yeah, lay mm-hmm. leaders. Yeah. Yes. So we have um, the pastor and we have these leaders. Um, these are lay leaders in the church, like youth, Um mm. We don't call him youth director. We just call youth chair. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So youth chair, women chair, men's chair, and we have a prayer group leader. Mm. We call him or her chair too. Mm. Uh, we have a choir chair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we sometimes we we say the teacher. We call yeah. the mm-hmm. choir teacher. So it's pastor and all of this from those areas, and then we come together as a team as a leadership. Mm. Oh, yes. And we have Sunday school, Sunday school chair. That's how we call them in my yeah. church. Yeah, that's great. That's yes. great. That's pretty much simpler. To, mm-hmm. We tend to like make things a lot more complicated than they need to be. So <laughs> that's pretty much what we do. We just make it a little more complicated. Mm-hmm. So. Um, now, when I came back from Africa, I was trying to tell Patrick, because Kevin knows, but I tried to tell Patrick that where you live, there aren't lions sleeping outside of your house every <laughs> night. Um, so, so I think a lot of people, you know, I'm from Texas, and a lot of people think everybody in Texas has a a horse and a cowboy hat. You know? <laughs> so, um, I mean, you, they don't, that's well, not true. Sh- don't tell secrets, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, there aren't lions and elephants walking in, in the neighborhoods and no. the, the village are there. <laughs> no, even though we live nearby Serengeti national park, but yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. They kind of stay in that little area. Don't yeah. they? Yes. Well, it's actually a very huge area. Mm-hmm. It takes over <laughs> several countries. <laughs> but, yes. You went on safari, right? Yes. And you're about to go on safari tomorrow here oh. in Alamo in Crockett <laughs> County. Have they told you about this? <laughs> they told me. And I'm like, I want all of them to come to Africa and see what That's safari right. looks That's like. Right. They'll see elephants. Yeah, they're your safari. I'm, but I'm excited. I'm going with Kerry, so uh, I will get to laugh a lot. You will. <laughs> you will laugh a lot. And when you see this, this will be uh, unlike any safari you could ever dream of. It's, I'm not sure what it is. But it will be unique. But maybe maybe I will enjoy feeding the, the Yeah. Yeah, what you can't do on the in the Serengeti. Right. No, no. Right. You no. can, you'll just do it once. Yeah. Just one time is like, oh, the lion took my hand too. I'm sorry. That's very funny. Do you have any questions for us? Because we like to be asked Ooh. questions too. So would you have any questions for us? Um yes. Okay, let's hear it. Oh. So my questions comes because of uh, about the youth uh, mm-hmm. because I've attended this <laughs> youth music thing, yeah. like for two days yeah. uh, I loved it it was so powerful mm. how do you get all of these youth together like because I know they go to school they go different schools right mm-hmm. how do you get them together or do you get them together just a certain time or 
it's like that the whole year. We get them together on Wednesday nights and Sunday nights mm -hmm. to have Bible studies and share groups where they talk about their lives one with another. Mm -hmm. And then we do music and other things like that throughout the year as well. Um, but they just get together to do the musical for just that one week. Okay. But they're preparing for that the entire, you know, several months leading mm. up to that. They'll start in the fall and go all the way through the spring. Mm. But a lot of the kids come here because their parents come here, their families come here, they're a part mm -hmm. of the church. Mm -hmm. And many of them invite friends to come. And some come even though their parents may not go to church or their families may not go to church mm. because they've heard somebody talk about it or something like that. So we're just really blessed to, you know, have our kids kids invite other kids and mm -hmm. so that's pretty well how we how we were able to have that many kids from all over come mm. you know this year we had 30 students on stage which is one of the smaller years we've had mm. in a while but covid kind of messed that up yes for, for us. <laughs> but, uh, and we're not 100 percent recovered back from that and you know i don't it's not that we even try to re, you know we're not trying to go back to what we were mm -hmm. we just want to be real faithful with the ones that are here mm. and that will work itself out in time with the promptings of the holy spirit we meet all the time. We never really take a break. Mm. And we've done it for 22 years. So even Patrick over here, as young as he is, remembers <laughs> doing those. So. 22 years. Wow. Yeah. So. Wow. So um, other than that, like doing music and doing Bible study, do you help them to to know what their talent is? Um, mm. Should I use the word talent? Talent or spiritual yeah. gift. Or yeah, spiritual gift. Yes. yes. <laughs> spiritual gifts. Because yesterday... When I was in the room, I was watching them like worshiping. Mm -hmm. uh, I felt the strong Holy Spirit, and I'm like, I know the Holy Spirit is leading them. I know mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit is there, is there, but I got to be somebody to encourage them because mm -hmm. I heard that um, Mary was few few years ago. She was like them, like she was yeah, one right. of them. Yeah. So yeah. I'm trying to think who helped Mary. To know where she is and to and, and stand there, and now she's among the people that are training those right. children. So, yeah. how do you do that? That partly was me, but is also partly uh, Patrick's mom, mm -hmm. who used to do what Millie's doing now. Her name is Mitzi, mm. and Mitzi retired from our church last year. It's been a year now, and Millie was, you know, she's a she was a school teacher. Mm -hmm. And felt, you know, the Lord calling her to come and work at the church with the students like that. Mm -hmm. And so I think between the mentors that we've placed in this church to help the small group leaders, the pastors, the youth workers, the music leaders, mm -hmm. all of those people kind of come together as the church just to help foster her gifts that they saw in her. Oh, wow. And That and, gives me goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then here she is, you know, blessing everyone she, else by returning those. Oh, so, wow. Just like Patrick does, Kevin. I mean, just like these guys right here, they're all young. And, and thank goodness that Northside really does have a heart to grow yeah. young people like and this. And that is very important the, in the, the church. The leadership, yeah. Wow. I don't know. I haven't been to Gamasara, but Anna, from what you said, what I've heard from Daphne, the way you and your village pours into the children in your area, mm. you're doing the same thing mm. by connecting with children when they're younger, mm. showing them, mentoring them just by example yes. of people in the church caring about someone who's younger. Mm -hmm. 
And I don't remember, is it Emmanuel that was Emmanuel. started yes, Emmanuel, young and yes. now is becoming doctor, <laughs> like you yes, said? Yes, yes. And Moses, Moses. yes. And, uh, and Sarah. Yes. Sarah. And Anna. Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah. So these are the exact things that create the leaders of our future, mm-hmm. is for us taking enough time to pour into someone else, a younger person. Yes. They have the ability to ask questions for someone mm-hmm. who's older, mm-hmm. to watch their example. Mm-hmm. And I think that not everyone will become a Millie no. <laughs> when they get older. Mm-hmm. Not everyone will become a Moses mm-hmm. or an Anna mm-hmm. or whatever. But if God wants that to happen, he mm-hmm. uses the other leaders in the church to show them what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Glenn, we've talked about how we have a huge opportunity in our community to pour into kids that may not be here on a regular basis mm-hmm. or might see our activities and come to our church because there's something to do. Mm-hmm. I was listening to a podcast this week. It's all about connection and healing through ministry and just using some other techniques but how critical it can be for an adult to connect with someone who's younger and having trouble. Mm-hmm. Yes. Whether they're starving, whether they are in trouble with the, the law or the mm-hmm. government, mm-hmm. just having someone there walking alongside them, not abandoning them is so important. Mm-hmm. And yes. it can literally change a person's mm-hmm. life. It changes, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and you see that all the time. Mm-hmm. We see that too in our ministry areas. But it takes us as adults to commit to doing that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's how it happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's how I've seen it happen with so many young people in our church through Mm -hmm. the youth musical, but just through the ministry of the youth program. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's kind of what Jesus did with the disciples. They were all very young people and, Mm -hmm. uh, or most all of them were. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he just poured into them and then taught them how to turn around and return that gift. Yes. It's the same thing. I mean, it's the reason that Emmanuel, Moses, Mm -hmm. you, uh, all the, the translators that come and help us <laughs> yes. you know, whenever we're there. <laughs> yes. The workers at the orphanage down, mm-hmm. the, down the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and my father's house, right? So mm-hmm. it's the same stuff. Well, where you live, what do the young people in secondary school age what do they do there? Do they need to be working to really earn money so they maybe don't come to church? Or do you have a large group of I say kids, but young people in your church and community that are involved in the church, or is that an area that needs? We we have young people uh, who comes to the church, but our young people, I will say again, your young people should be so, so thankful. Our young people, they have to go to the bush to fetch no. firewood to come yeah. for cooking. They have to go fetch water for <laughs> for right. drinking or for cooking. They have to go farm so they can get food. Mm-hmm. So they have a lot to do. So they have school mm-hmm. and they have all these home responsibilities. So they come to church, but their time mm-hmm. is very small. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and our students, their time is small too, but a lot of it's by choice because they choose to play on sports teams mm-hmm. or do extra activities, which is okay, which mm-hmm. is fine, but it's not where the family survival right. mm-hmm. is there. I'll say for almost all of them, there are a few who really do have to do some extras mm-hmm. for their families to be able to live in homes and stuff that they, you know, it takes everybody in the family to afford. Right. Uh, so that is, that is a real thing too, but not to the level that yours is. Yes. And, um, yeah, so be, right before I came here, like this year we had a lot of rain. We had a heavy rain, like for mm. three months. Oh, wow. Just two weeks before I came here, we lost two children. 
they went to find firewood and mm. then the river was so full so they couldn't go through the river so the mm. when they was trying to go through the river mm. they the river swamped swa- away yes yeah. yes so uh that happens because of our children over there they do a lot yeah like chores and a lot of home activities yeah Well, and I've watched your eight, nine-year-old girls be in charge of babies and, you know, little <laughs> yes. two and three-year-olds. I mean, they're complete, mm-hmm. miles and miles and miles away from home. Yes, miles you know? from But home. But they're completely in charge of them because they are they in charge of taking care of the cows and taking care of the babies and, mm-hmm. and cooking for the babies if their mom mm-hmm. went to farm or went to the farm or went to do something. Yeah, they have a lot. They're doing so we they get time for church, but it's not enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? yeah. Maybe once a week, twice a week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as I think that's why it's important to really build those relationships with people and to do that as a church. And like the podcast says, stick with them no matter what. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you will go to the games and we'll go to the stuff. So, you know, sometimes we got to go help them pick up some firewood or mm-hmm. help them get some water so that we can mm-hmm. talk with them while we're walking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that, that, so, so <laughs> that's we, what we, I started doing. Yeah. And that's what I want to really share and encourage my people like the lay readers and the leadership of the mm-hmm. church to start doing because yeah. sitting and waiting for them to come is mm. not <laughs> yeah cuz we rather go there yeah. and and just talk to them and help them do something while we were talking to them mm-hmm. yeah we have to do the same thing here and mm. you stop and look at scripture that's what Jesus did he mm-hmm. did not sit in a synagogue or a church and just wait for everybody to come talk to him he traveled all over <laughs> he the traveled. he would have never talked to the woman at the well had he not been willing oh, to yes. leave Jerusalem oh yes oh yes oh yes you know whatever so mm. you know that's so important for us it, as churches it's very easy mm to just say, hey, come to my building. Right. Mm-hmm. Come play with my toys. Yes. <laughs> come do my stuff. And it's because it's not ours, it's God's. And mm-hmm. and that's a child of God. So we we need to be going out to them. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to get stuck in that trap, which mm-hmm. is not healthy. We should not do that. So mm-hmm. I don't care what continent we live on, that's an important lesson from Jesus from the scriptures <laughs> right. to, yes. on how to do church. So yes. so yeah. So our partnership with the Northside Church is really helping. Because I remember before the partnership, even me, I was not, like, I never believed in myself. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not educated, I'm not a trained person. But the people from Northside Church, Daphne and Carrie and other people, they kept telling me, Anna, you are the cold. You, mm-hmm. you, you, yes, you are not educated, you are not trained, but you are the cold. Mm-hmm. So they helped build me to, to realize that, oh, Jesus loves me and he care about me or he's there for me or like this partnership helped me too. Mm-hmm. Like, and then together with this partnership, like the Gamma Sara and the North side, we started raising those kids like Emmanuel Pius and mm-hmm. yeah. And all those Sarah and Moses and Elizabeth and Lucy, right? Yeah, Lucy, <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Remember Lucy? Yes. Yes. So, um, <laughs> So the partnership is really is really making a difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it's a it's a beautiful partnership and we are blessed mm-hmm. uh, so much by you and the whole church and all of those young people and you know, we watch on Facebook and, and we talk about y'all all the time and it's so good to be able to come down and see I I really missed it this last year when everybody went and I couldn't go. I was a little bit upset, but <laughs> that's okay. I'm coming this time. <laughs> so, but we love y'all. We are so happy that you are here. 
Oh yes, <laughs> I'm having a good good time. I good. feel home. You know, um before I came here, my schedule like I started getting scheduled and I was like I was like Daphne, I want to come and start my journey. My because I'll be going around, I'll be going to uh, Nashville, Kansas, Ohio, mm. New York. I wanted to come here first and receive the love mm. and yeah. the energy that I can go and can help me yeah. to go those places. So I'm so happy that my yeah, my journey started here. Yeah. So I feel so loved. I feel so <laughs> special and I I feel so good. I'm really having good time. Good. Great. Mm. Great. And this was her first podcast ever. Hey. Oh yes. <laughs> so look, when she, when she becomes bishop and famous, uh-huh. we will say we knew her when. Yeah. <laughs> And I also understand that here in a little while you're going to play pickleball. Oh yes. <laughs> My first time. I don't know what pickleball is. I've never seen it. <laughs> so, I'll see how it goes. <laughs> well, we're not going to break the surprise. We'll let, uh, let them show you that. But have fun doing it's that. It's fun. Yes. Thank you. Fun. It won't be quite as scary as the as the safari tomorrow, but uh. <laughs> So, Anna, thank you for coming in and we are so blessed to be able to do the first podcast with you that's fun we're glad we were able to do that with you so amen yeah. amen thank you for having me and invited me to at least experience for the first time yes <laughs> yes yes so so it's been a blessing for you you are a blessing for us and the partnership with gamasara is a major blessing to us and and what's great about gamasara is whenever you go and you see the church be the center of the village of the community mm-hmm. and just how the community responds to that is a blessing and I wish that was like that a lot more here. Yeah, uh, such and, a big place. And it used to be, but we've kind of like the musical said, we've been majoring on some shifting sands in our country a little bit and mm. need to get back to the solid rock of Jesus. So, <laughs> so Amen. Mm-hmm. So thanks for being here and uh, we look forward to doing this again. Thank you. <laughs> I just love her. Amazing yeah. person. <laughs> yeah. She's awesome. She might be able to convince me to go to Africa one of these days. <laughs> you should. Africa is fun. Gamasar is a great place yeah. to go. You know, the funny thing is right down from the church, there is a river. I mean, it's probably a quarter of a mile, mm-hmm. something like that. There is a bridge across it right there, but it's kind of low to the river on a normal basis. So I'm, it wouldn't take a lot of water. I wouldn't think of rushing yeah. water to go over the top yeah. of it. But, um, you just stop and think about it. You know, we just have no yeah. clue of... Yeah, you're talking of, about the barriers? So I just don't know how many of us would survive. Oh, yeah. No. But you're well, talking about the barriers, like, that they have these rivers to cross, and little, yeah. literal barriers to get to school and things like that. And so when they get to school, it's like, they had to overcome that, and they want to be there, and they're invested. And we don't have those same barriers and so we take it for granted, mm-hmm. you know. You know, I got in my air-conditioned vehicle with its air-conditioned seats. <laughs> now, don't talk about my air-conditioning. Air-conditioning is a human right, not a privilege. <laughs> Your air-conditioned seats. And uh, No, wait a second. I feel like I was struggling because I didn't have enough caffeine this morning. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> You're kidding me, right? No, I, my truck really has air-conditioned seats. What in the world is that? Because it has a has the, dark the, gray interior and it will burn your skin so it has air. But you still have to let it open up and breathe for a minute. Yeah, my, my Jeep air has those too. Things. Okay, well, help me. So there's <laughs> air blowing on they're, them? They're technically through them? vented. Through them. Yeah, through, through them. them. There's they're little technically, holes. 
Just, they're vented. Yeah. So they. Uh, yeah. You're kidding me. No, no. seriously. Well, yeah. of course, I don't. Have, my oldest car is, or we'll, my youngest. We'll, we'll have to. Uh, have to we'll have to take a ride so you can experience. My Jeep's 2015. They had them then too. Uh, <laughs> Mine's 2019. Oh, I can't. Oh my goodness. I don't know that I'll ever buy another car unless it has vented seats because. Barbie will not buy another car unless it's heated. The oh, heated yeah. seats. I'm familiar with that part. Now my Jeep has vented, vented or heated seats, and it has a heated steering wheel, which that comes in. Wow. Mine has wow. a heated steering wheel, and I think that thing is set for a million degrees. A million degrees. Mine is for sure. I turn it on for a couple of minutes, and then I turn it off. I think it, I, I seriously think it's designed to warm your hands when you have gloves on. Uh-huh. It's a oh. fire hazard. You can uh-huh. barely hang on to it once it's been on maybe ten minutes. Yeah. It reminds me of the old cigarette lighters you'd poke, poke it in. <laughs> you come out and it's like. Psh- why is, your, why is your steering wheel glowing red oh, hot? It's crazy. Yeah. That, I'm not a big fan of the steering wheel thing, but yeah. I get wow. it. If now you lived up heard north, that. that'd be a different ballgame. Yeah, I've heard of that. Now I need an air conditioned or like a liquid cooled steering wheel. How cool would that be? They so it have, frosts up. Yeah. Ooh. They have those on um, uh, some of the fancy uh, uh, jet ski things. And stuff. Do they? Yeah. They're, or air cooled. Not, yeah. not water cooled, but. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah, it's ridiculous what they're putting on cars now. You can look all the way around my truck with the cameras. Yeah. I mean, that's why you can't buy a new truck for less than $60,000. Yeah, and it, well, mine was, but, <laughs> but it, sh- it shouldn't have been. I knew it wasn't. <laughs> but it looks like there's a drone flying above you. Wow. Look at, and I just, I've looked for exactly how they do all that, and it's kind of hard to find all the little yeah. holes, but it's probably AI. <sighs> <laughs> there, there. Actually, actually, there is. <laughs> I knew it. it. Yeah, yeah. I so, but yeah, we have no clue. We yeah, have no. We would be in trouble. There once was a show not too many years ago on PBS, and it was people literally going west. In you were settlers, and you had to go across uh-huh. a reality show. You had to go in the wagons and the whole night. You had to wear their clothes the whole nine yards. I wanted to do that so bad. It's the only reality show that I really even <laughs> checked into looking to do, and I really tried my hardest to talk Barbie into applying. She wasn't going to do it for nothing. She said, you can go with anybody else you want to go to. I don't care. I am not doing that. I was like, but I just want to. And, and looking back, I probably would have just stroked out the second day, but I wanted to try it so bad. There's a piece of me that wants to, I want to be challenged mm-hmm. like that. And that's really weird because I know most of those people would want to just come and have some ease of, yeah. you know, have cool air in your building. You know, it's just, we really need to check ourselves and just realize that God's kind of placed us in the places we are and and just really no matter where we yeah. are, what we're doing, just be honest with him and we should be fortunate that we even have cars to mm. get us from point A to and point clean B. Clean water. And clean let alone, you know, having heated seats or whatever. Well, those of us who have traveled other places, all of us have done that. Yeah. There's several things that I have seen the value in. One is being, however you might say this, less burdened by stuff. Mm talked about that a little bit before too but you see the depth at which people serve the lord Mm -hmm. when they are fully dependent on him and less of the stuff yeah that's important to learn i think for all of us and so my question to you guys was okay if you've never traveled to a spot like that before how do you gain an understanding? How do you find value? How do you learn to be more thankful and feel more blessed about the things you have and then do something about that disparity? Yeah. There are some places in the United States that are not perfect. You know, there are some places in, you know, not too far from us. That's um, right. The real foot area, there's some, that's one of the poorest places in our entire country. 
So you don't have to go across seas to, to see these things. Good point. You can go to Central America. You, you don't have to go too, too far. In Jackson, there's a little bit mm-hmm. of this here. And, mm-hmm. you know, while some people go, why are your homeless people overweight? I get that. But, you know, when we look at our needs, yeah, we can all address it. Well, I think I've heard sometime once that to do away with worldwide hunger is not a massive issue mm. financially. I, it would not straighten the world to do that. But it would create probably a whole bunch of other issues and stuff. So I just don't know the answers to all those questions. Yeah. But I just do know that whenever you're down there and you see a kid drinking out of a mud puddle that you know you wouldn't let your kid play in, but they're they're smiling and ha- happy and healthy. Right. And they they love Jesus. They love to talk about Jesus and share Jesus. And they want to they want to live life to the fullest, no matter what the future might be. I think one thing for me that I've had to do over time is resist the urge to put the blinders on. Yeah, it's very easy for us to compartmentalize and just try not to think about it because it's really kind of tough to think about, right? I always think about the commercials for. Maybe it might be a ethical treatment of animals thing, but you know, the pictures of dogs that are hurting. <laughs> oh, and it plays the Sarah McLaughlin. Sarah McLaughlin. In the arms Yes. And so th- we don't like to see that stuff because we don't like to feel bad. You know, we, we, it goes a lot along the lines of prosperity gospel too. We don't want to experience the bad stuff. We just want the good stuff. Yeah. I think we have to take the blinders off and be willing to see stuff that's hard to see. Sure. To be able to be forced to think about it. I think God can work in those moments just as much as other things. And when you're forced to look at it, when you're in a place that's not your own home or area you're comfortable in, I think that's why we say get out of your comfort zone, because you're forced to deal with it at that point. You're going to have to make some kind of mind shift. And I think that's where the power comes in, where you see an opportunity, you see a need, you can see if you can meet that need. Um, And I think that's what keeps us growing, even as we get older. That's one thing I hope that I can continue to do as I continue to get up in age is to keep growing emotionally, spiritually, of course, but keep becoming more of that person that God wants me to be. Yeah. We don't need to all go to our houses and just say, get off my yard. <laughs> get off <laughs> my lawn, you darn kids. You know, I tell you what. I spent a lot of money in clean water or water in that lawn. Yeah. Better not mess it up. That water right there, the best water in America. <laughs> that is something when you said that, uh, Glenn, that, you know, is, is crazy to think about. When you're in Africa or Central America or, you know, Real Foot or whatever, and, and you're just looking for some clean water. Yeah. You would not pour it on your lawn. <laughs> like, I'm going to drink that there instead Poor of... Poor Barbie. When I first came back from Mexico and that first dawned on me, because they were drinking out of a rusty 55-gallon drum that yeah. came by with a truck that looks like the trucks that suck out your sewer. Uh-huh. The truck, the exact same truck, except it pumped water, water out yep. into this barrel, and it cost her like almost half of her weekly wages to get the barrel full of water. That dawned on me is the water I put on my yard for my St. Augustine grass in Texas that was so green and like a carpet. And I physically got sick, uh. physically sick to my stomach of thinking about that. And there's not much I can do about it because the only water I've got, unless I'm just right. run over to somebody's nasty pond and steal their <laughs> water. But anyways, it's... Oh! So Anna is doing wonderful stuff, and we're so blessed to have her here with us. We could go on and on and on, but um, we mentioned her coming a little bit. But tomorrow at six thirty in the chapel, in place of Bible study, she's going to be sharing her personal testimony. So that's a uh, something you really don't want to miss. It's an incredible um, story. So that's Wednesday the seventh. 
That's Wednesday the 7th. And then Thursday the 8th, she's going to be in the chapel again at 6.30, but this time she's going to be talking about our partnership with Gamma Sara and some of that stuff. So it's two different talks, Wednesday and Thursday, both at 6.30 in the chapel. And you, you don't want to miss either one of them. That was a good segue into the announcements, I thought. Yes. Um, <laughs> we don't have a whole lot now that we've gotten through the musical. The next thing I've got on my calendar, Glenn, if you want to talk a little bit more about this, is our Safe Sanctuary training. Oh, yeah. Um, we've got it coming up on June 11th. Tell us a little bit about Safe Sanctuary. Safe Sanctuary is the training that we do for everyone that works with children, uh, youth, and vulnerable adults. And it helps you look for the things that you need to look for to make sure kids are safe. It helps you think about your actions. And uh, it allows us to do background checks to make sure everyone that works with our kids and youth and uh, vulnerable adults, Mm -hmm. you know, check out and um, make sure that they don't have a past that we need to be aware of. If so. you're going to volunteer with really any ministry that deals with, you know, youth, ushers, children. Yeah. Bus driver or uh-huh. fan drivers need to. Yeah. Ushers, greeters. It's it's a mandatory training for anyone that's wanting to do that. And yeah. we typically do it in person the first time because we run a background check. Yeah. And it's a little more involved the first go around. Um, but if you've had that training within the last year, you can go online. Please. And, go online. <laughs> it's so much easier for you to yeah, renew your training. And yes, it's so much easier online. Um, if you want to come to one of the in-person training sessions we're going to have, the first one is on June 11th, and that's going to be at noon in Hope Hall. The gym. Oh, that one's in the gym. Uh-huh. Okay. It's a Sunday. It's right after the service yeah, yep. in Hope Hall. All right. Take two. The first one of those training sessions is going to be June 11th at noon, right after church in Hope Hall. Um, he did it again. I did it again. I said Hope. <laughs> I, oh, all right. Take three. The first one of those trainings is going to be June 11th. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> ah! Take four. The first one of those training sessions is going to be June 11th at noon in the gym. Right after the service, uh, you can move over to the gym. We'll have an in-person training session. We're going to offer a second in-person training session Wednesday, the July, July, June 14th. God bless. Please do. <laughs> We're going to keep rolling with this one. This is like take four. Um, So we're going to keep going. Um, June 14th at 615 in Hope Hall. Yes, I got it right that time. Okay. So two in-person training sessions, June 11th at noon in the gym, June 14th at 615 p.m. in Hope Hall. And if you've completed, like I said, within the last year, you can go online and renew your training there. Everybody is going to need to be trained by June 14th if you're going to help with VBS. Glenn, did I miss anything? You did well. Okay, Finally. Finally. (laughs) We might all be a little tired at the musical. Who knows? Uh, Yeah, my brain's still not... uh... Um, All right. And one more thing to keep on your calendars is VBS, which is coming up quick, July 10th through the 14th. If you haven't signed up for that one, you can sign your kids up or you can sign up to be a volunteer. We're still needing volunteers to help with that. You can go to our website, northsidejackson.com slash VBS. You can find links to those signups on our events page or on the children's ministry page. Please consider being a volunteer, and it'll be a great time if you want to sign your kid up, too. It's called Food Truck Party this year. So Glenn and I are talking about trying to uh, create our own food truck 
for that event. Thank so, you so much. Well, <laughs> you know, there's going to be snowballs there. We know for sure. I'm not sure what else there yeah. might be. Maybe I don't know. Egg rolls. It'd be good. Hopefully. Roadkill Cafe. Yeah. <laughs> that was another thing. We mentioned something about that in the staff meeting with Anna. She goes, why wouldn't you eat that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> that's fun. Well, guys, thanks for podcasting with me. And thanks to all of you out there in the world for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from us, you can follow us on Instagram at Northside Now Podcast. Go to our website, northsidejackson.com, or email us at podcast at northsidejackson.com. We hope to hear from you soon. Once again, this is Patrick. This is Glenn. I'm Kevin. And that's what's happening at Northside Now. Bye-bye.